I think you need to think about affiliates in the same way. It can do so much, but you need to give the right guidance and the right KPIs to enable you to kind of go, yeah, have you thought about this with this partner? Or this partner could be perfect for that. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates, and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this e-commerce marketing focus podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method. Could be email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. This month to kick off 2024, we are all about affiliate marketing, a channel that we and I think the rest of the industry have neglected a bit too much over recent years. There is huge potential there. Last week in our first episode in the series, we talked about why 2024 should be the year of affiliate marketing. In this episode, we're talking about kind of like the strategic decisions you need to make to make sure you bring affiliate marketing into the fold in your business in the right way. How you do it to help you hit your KPIs, how you do it to recruit the right affiliates, not the wrong affiliates, what tech you should be using, how you set your goals, how you think of it from a funnel perspective. We're diving into all of that with a hugely experienced guest. So make sure you listen right to the end of the episode because she will be sharing some brilliant quickfire insider tips. I particularly like the resources she's sharing, some brilliant free resources for you to get stuck into. And you'll also get my advice on it all at the end as well. So make sure you listen to the end, everybody. Genie Goals are the performance marketing agency for ambitious e-commerce brands. Their dedicated and award-winning team has over 40 years experience within the affiliate industry, including actual brand and client-side experience, having operated as an affiliate and working at a network partner. Plus, they're founding members of the APMA, the Affiliate and Partner Marketing Association. Genie Goals have launched and managed programs for many e-commerce stores, including SMEs like Only Curls and powerhouses like Carl Lagerfeld. They're platform agnostic and take a full funnel approach to make sure they're proactively growing your sales. Want to understand more about affiliates but hate the jargon and don't know where to start? Well, you can grab your free copy of Genie Goals Affiliate Marketing for Beginners Guide now without even giving them your email address. Madness! Um, you can get it by going to keepopt.com forward slash genie goals, all one word. So G-E-N-I-E-G-O-A-L-S. That's keepopt.com forward slash genie goals for the perfect affiliate marketing for beginners guide. In this episode, I'm chatting with affiliate marketing expert, Rachel Side. Rachel is head of affiliate and partner marketing at Genie Goals, the award-winning results-driven digital marketing agency for ambitious e-commerce brands. Hello, Rachel. Hi, Chloe. Nice to be talking to you. Great to have you on the show and to be helping us talk about what, let's face it, has been a bit of a neglected channel by the masses. So loving that we're starting the year by shining a light on it and loving we've got you here because you have so much affiliate marketing knowledge. How did you end up working in affiliates? I feel like my journey into affiliates was a little bit of a roundabout way. I've been in the industry for 11 plus years now, although I probably change that every time I talk to someone because sometimes <laughs> it feels a bit long. But I actually came into it when I was working at Net-A-Porter, not in affiliates, working on PPC and social content in like a very junior role. And I had a friend who went to join AWIN 
And that friend campaigned for me to come and join the world of affiliates. And I was having one of those weeks when I was a bit more junior and wanted to try something new. And I was like, sure, I'll come for an interview. I went over there and I just really loved the channel, all the kind of different things and diversity of the channel. And I loved the culture as well of like talking to lots of people and building relationships with those partners. And I think that's where I've kind of continued that into Genie Goals. And that's been my path into heading up the channel in the agency now, really. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because we talk of affiliate marketing as being performance marketing because it is performance marketing. But, you know, I always think great Facebook ads, great Google ads are done by quiet people sitting at computers, analysing spreadsheets, doing clever things with rules and optimising to the nth degree. Whereas affiliates is all this partnership stuff you know you you cannot make it work with purely that approach you have to build the relationships so did you find your pay-per-click background from Netta Porter you know gave you a good standing as you went into affiliate land I think it gave me um a good understanding of just that kind of digital landscape because even though I didn't work on the other channels I kind of sat in a team where we discussed all the other channels regularly and everything we planned at a campaign level when we were at Netta Porter was very much considering all those different channels and what part role they were going to play it was a shift as you say because when I went into it it was like very much um I remember sitting in the a the old Aaron offices and we had an actual real life phone on the desk which is very <laughs> unusual now of like a pickup receiver and uh, constantly the phones were ringing non-stop and you were pretty much talking to people all the time and it felt so different to what I'd done before and we had a lot of meetings where affiliates would come in and want to take you for a drink in the pub. It was a completely different time in the, the industry and in terms of the channels I'd worked in before. And I really just like that kind of buzz around it. And the fact that uh, a conversation with someone about the brand you're working with could really spark a whole campaign and a whole idea generation that you might not even thought about before. And I think that's kind of I guess the beauty of the channel in a way. And you say it's it's less the phone calls and the beers these days. I'm, I'm guessing is there now more done by email, more done by Slack? Or is there still a phone relationship part in there too? Yeah, I still think the industry, you know, we still, I mean, it's it's probably the video calls now, isn't it? That The, the Google Hangouts of the world. <laughs> I still think an industry that have some really great events like the Affiliate Huddle down in Brighton, PI Live in London. And those events are still very much based around a group of people who work in the industry kind of really getting together and discussing. And they're always very social occasions <laughs> compared to like other events I go to in other channels. Like everyone knows each other in the industry and everyone likes to catch up and everyone likes to talk and likes to discuss. So while it might be not as regular as it used to be, there's still elements of that face-to-face -face and that talking. Well, there you go, everybody. A couple of extra top tips. If you really want to accelerate your understanding of affiliates, head to those events or the affiliate events wherever you are in the world and get talking to other people doing it. Sounds like they'd be very willing to share. But you mentioned there, Rachel, about the digital landscape and about how back when you were at Netta Porter, you'd be in meetings where you're discussing all the whole of the digital piece. And even when you're talking to the, to the affiliates when you're at AWIN, you were talking about the whole campaign piece and this whole piece, which digital landscape, campaigns, this is all a bit strategic. So <laughs> how do you see affiliate marketing fitting into that digital landscape? Because it's not an add-on, it's something we have to bring into our mix. It's not just like a thing we do on the outside. It's something that's got to be part of everything we do. So how do you see it fitting into an e-commerce business's 
activities? That's one of the fundamental points, actually, is not having it sit as an external kind of add-on. I think one of the most common things that I see when I'm looking at affiliate programs, um, we audit a lot of affiliate programs brands, is that affiliate activity is often not always treated in the same way as other channels are treated. So with other channels, there'd often be a real handle on the numbers, a real set KPIs. This channel has to deliver X at this ROI or at this cost of sale target. Affiliates can often sit as just like a number, a revenue number on a report. And if it sits like that, you you don't know what's going on under there and you also don't unleash its potential, I guess. So I think in the same way that you're setting targets and sharing objectives with your other channels, you need to be doing that with affiliates because that's how you bring it into your wider activity. As affiliates holds a really unique position that within that ecosystem, they're partners that work at all stages of the conversion funnel. You've got those really kind of lower funnel conversion partners, like so the cashback sites, right up to influencers and editorial sites. And that all sits within one channel. So if you want it to fit into your overall marketing goals, you kind of need to look at it the same way you look at your generic PPC and your brand PPC or your kind of meta retargeting and your meta prospecting because it has the same opportunity within it. So should we be using affiliates or any of these channels with a full funnel stack approach? Should we be using them all from top of funnel through to bottom of funnel through to retention? Or should we be picking the best strategies from each of them? I realize we're going slightly beyond affiliates here, but I figure as you're working across it, across all of it in ways, it'd be crazy of me not to ask you. <laughs> I think that you should be testing it for all channels. And it's a very classic marketing answer, but then working out where it works best for you. Because actually there are some occasions where one channel will be more efficient doing certain things versus another channel and actually unless you try it within that kind of channel mix you don't know and then you can't make those decisions based on the right activity so we work with brands who want to do kind of more brand engagement and kind of upper funnel activity in affiliates sometimes it classically isn't the thing that a brand wants to do in affiliates because affiliates is seen as a very ROI driving channel you know I'm only paying out for the sale I make so therefore I'm going to have a great return on that money that I put out there and we know that brand engagement activity doesn't always sometimes have that instant results. It's a bit more, a bit of a wider kind of piece. But we have worked with brands where actually when they looked at the brand activity they did in affiliates, it kind of costed out like more efficiently than what they were doing in other channels. It's just that in affiliates, we sometimes place a little bit too much value on everything having to have this amazing kind of ROI or if it's not been a success. Whereas we wouldn't always maybe attribute that same kind of measurement level to PPC or a meta campaign, for example. Got you. So we've got to take our, our strategic marketing head to affiliates just like we would any other channel. And, and as we've said, probably a million times on this podcast. I exaggerate slightly, everybody. But as I've said many, many times, you can't just switch on Google ads and think it's going to work. You can't just switch on Facebook ads and think it's going to work because there's a million and one strategies within each of those. And it's exactly the same with affiliates. So with the added complexity of you're not just talking to an algorithm with a 
restricted entry point, you're talking to human beings with a million and one different things they could do for you. So as an entry point to affiliates, how do we decide where we're going to start with it? You know, how do we make sure we're setting ourselves up for success when it comes to bringing affiliates into our lovely marketing family? It's a really crucial stage, that first starting of an affiliate program, because I do think it really kind of lays that foundation to the kind of program you build and also how you maybe see and perceive and value the channel longer term. We see a lot of affiliate programs that have just been set up and kind of left to run. Then someone at some point looks to them and goes, I don't like all this voucher activity. (laughs) I don't like all this discount activity. It's not right for my brand. And that's where I would say you have a real opportunity at the start of setting up an affiliate program to take a little step back before you start approving partners and before you actually start doing activity to think about what am I happy doing? What feels right for my brand? Because you have the choice when affiliates applying of saying, I want to work with this affiliate. I don't want to work with this affiliate. And I think if everyone spent a little bit more time at that stage of strategically picking partners, thinking about even a bit broader than that, thinking about actually how customers shop your brand as well. I mean, if you are a brand that does do a lot of discounts, you know, customers are going to be looking for that. So how do you navigate that and bring that into your mix in a controlled way? And so I would definitely say for brands to take a little pause before they start approving affiliates, to make sure affiliates they approve feel right for their brand. They understand how the affiliate's promoting them. That's a really key one. If you don't understand how you're being promoted, I would say take a pause as well and have a conversation before you approve them because then you're creating partnerships from the start with a bit more purpose as opposed to looking at it at six months down the line and going, I don't want to do that kind of activity. I don't want to work with that code site and I don't want to be on that browser extension, for example. And you do have control over affiliates in the same way that you do other channels. It is a partnership, but ultimately as a brand, you can make decisions on what feels right for you. I love that advice about making the right decisions early on and restricting at the beginning, because you can always go back to someone and go, we're not currently working with voucher codes. We want to get this bit set up later, but we'll put you in our list of people to contact when we change that. And and it struck me when you said about the example of, you know, someone just put it live, accepted everyone, 12 months down the line, someone who knows a bit more comes in and goes, oh my God, affiliate, not voucher codes. We can't be doing voucher codes and turns them all off, possibly not in a friendly way. And then six months later, they go to an event and have a really clever way of managing voucher codes that would work for their brand. And then they try and rebuild those relationships. You've just turned someone's income stream off that they've been working towards. And then all of a sudden you want them to do something else for you and put more effort in. I think that's where the relationship bit really kicks in is you have to be aware you're not turning off a keyword. You're turning off someone's business and they are seeing a PL line with you on it. And if that goes from, I don't know, 10 grand a month down to zero or a hundred pounds a month down to zero. And then you suddenly want them to do a load of work to come back on board. They're going to be less interested than they will be with somebody else. A hundred percent. You know, a lot of these affiliate sites are big businesses in their own right as well. Like I think that's something that time, sometimes I think um, we can forget it can feel like the brand is the big business in it. And, you know, obviously a lot of the times it is, it's a name that attracts that customer. But actually affiliate sites are a business in their own right. They have their own databases. They have their own loyal customer bases as well. And they know their consumers and the people who use them to shop. And that's where the real power comes in of like working with them. And I would say if you are 
you know, not sure about how to do something with an affiliate partner, not knowing if they can support one of your goals. If you have an open conversation, I still believe that the industry thrives if you can have those conversations and say, look, you know, we're not sure about voucher codes. We'd like to test X or we don't know if cashback works for our site. We can only do this. Those conversations are much more productive than not looking at those partners at all, or as you say, quite rightly, turning them off without maybe considering the impact that could have on your business. When you look at it again later and go, actually, you know, we maybe think that we don't want our customer to use cashback. But at the end of the day, you have to be realistic that the average customer likes cashback. <laughs> they sometimes use it as a deciding factor to purchase. And unless your product is 100% completely unique and available nowhere else, that cashback could be a deciding factor, essentially, in between purchasing from you or purchasing from a similar brand. And that's where I sometimes think taking that step back and having a little bit of a neutral think about how realistically does your customer shop and access your brand and where can they purchase, particularly if you're available on other marketplaces? Because if you're not doing the activity, you can guarantee that they will be. Yeah, it's kind of like you can you can come at it with all these, oh, we don't do vouchers. It's like, yeah, but you do vouchers for your own customers all the, all the time. So your vouchers are ending up on these sites anyway. So if you build a relationship with them, you can take control and improve the customer journey and build something that really works by actually having a conversation with the amazing people at the voucher codes or on the cashback side where it's it's a bit more hidden in on a lot of those schemes and there's there's so much opportunity but we're talking quite a lot about kind of the bottom of the funnel here what's going on at the top of the funnel that could help us meet our overall business objectives because that that's an area which back when i worked in affiliates like 10 probably 15 years ago was like it was a nice idea but it rarely worked but it feels like it's re that's one of the things that's massively changed now yeah i feel like there has been i wouldn't it's not really like a, a resurgence of it but i think affiliates and brands have kind of understood a little bit more about how to make it work and i think one of the fundamental things about making that upper funnel activity is work is just having the right expectations of it you're not necessarily going to put a piece of content live and it's going to drive sales or give you an amazing ROI instantly. And I think that's a really key thing. We see retailers who have invested in a really nice piece of well-ranking content on a really good editorial partner. And you have to look at more of a lifetime value of that piece of activity. You are probably not going to get the money you paid for that back in month one, but you could get it back by month six or a year later. And that piece of content will continue to drive sales if you pick the right partner to work with and it ranks really, really well. And I think that's something we've become a little bit better at of understanding that when you look at content activities, you have to pay differently and you have to measure it differently. That doesn't mean that I think we're perfect and we're all there, but I think it's getting better. There's like content only affiliate networks who have crocked up. There's also kind of people doing things a bit differently with content with different payment methods, like uh, a company called Linkbee who do a lot of like CPC content with like the big partners, like the like Daily Mail, for example, like love it or hate it, but it does have the power to drive sales. And there's more mechanisms coming out there to help people within the channel actually tap into these partner types, but in a much more kind of productive way and to get the right measure of it and to kind of get to the big sites that are going to make that impact, really. You mentioned the affiliate networks and platforms, etc. Now, 
obviously a key strategic choice is what technology we choose to enable this. There's obviously the choice between putting it on your own website and having your own mini affiliate technology. We've already mentioned Awin because you were there for many years, which is more of the kind of the traditional affiliate network where they facilitate the whole mechanics of the relationship. So you can, can, you know, just build on top of that. But even with the networks, there's vast arrays of cost per month as a flat fee to Rachel's nodding very knowingly here because she knew where I was going to, (laughs) Um, you know, from those that will charge a tiny setup fee and almost nothing month to month, purely taking a commission on the commissions you're paying the affiliates, right the way up to those who will charge you thousands of pounds a month and take a commission on the commissions you pay the affiliates. How does a brand go about finding the right strategic partner for them on this, who's going to give them access to the right affiliates and the right technology and the right tools to enable them to grow it? Because it's not an easy choice, is it? No, it's not at all. And I think it's, it is a complex space to navigate. A lot of the traditional networks like an AWIN have introduced a lot more entry-level propositions like their AWIN access proposition that makes it easier for like smaller brands to set up an affiliate program without a long contract and without high setup fees. But having said that, you still have to launch it and make it a success. And I think that's the bit where the kind of challenge comes in. And I always say the difference between choosing like one of the traditional networks, like an AWIN, versus maybe looking at a SaaS platform is the time and expertise you've got potentially to work on it. So the SaaS platform is usually a great piece of technology that enables you to do some really great agile things with like commission rates and how you're tracking, for example. But it's not necessarily a service-led platform. So you need to be very aware that you are able to offer that yourself internally as a brand or to work with a third party like an agency, like someone like Genie Girls even, to help you navigate that space. Whereas typically a network setup, you still need a person to manage it, but maybe the tools are a little bit more automated and intuitive to like pick up new partners, for example, and implement some of the optimizations. And that's often where I think that distinction is, like what stage you're at and what resource you've actually got to manage it. Because at the end of the day, these platforms kind of do similar things. They track the sales. But the thing that's going to make the program a success or not is a person approving affiliates and talking to affiliates and making sure that that activity is right. Yeah, I, I forever sit on the fence about which one's right. I could argue either case, depending on the day, I think, and which way the wind's blowing for almost any brand. So thank you for giving us your take on it, Rachel. I think everyone, the key thing on the tech front is to do your research and shop around to find the people who will help you and the tech that's going to give you what what you want. Rachel, is there anything we've missed talking about aligning our affiliate marketing with our goals that we should have mentioned? Or have we managed to cover all the key points? I think one thing for me that we really try and champion in the agency is understanding like wider business KPIs and goals. So that can be anything from as an, a, a brand you want to, I mean, the classic is I want to reach more new customers or I want to increase my basket value, increase my AOV. Those things are really important for the affiliate channel to know because 
as someone who manages affiliate programs, having that kind of data and those targets that you're targeting at a holistic business level enables us to go away and to put in place strategies to enable your affiliates to ladder up to that essentially. So affiliates have loads of amazing mechanisms to target these kind of KPIs. For example, driving a higher basket value, you can actively do that with a cashback partner by encouraging a higher spend for a higher cashback rate. They're quite simple mechanisms, but actually things that you can put in place that then feed into your wider objectives. And it helps you again to get buy-in internally to that channel. And it helps you to be confident at a brand or as a marketing manager as a brand, that what you're doing is at least kind of working towards that wider piece of in your business that wider narrative and that can only be a good thing for any channel you'll work on and affiliates should operate no differently I think you need to think about affiliates in the same way it can do so much but you need to give the right guidance and the right KPIs to enable you to kind of go yeah have you thought about this with this partner or this partner could be perfect for that love that and yeah we had totally forgotten to miss that so um Very, very glad you added that into the mix, Rachel. Okay, it's been great picking your brains about how we integrate affiliates into the whole marketing mix and get it to hit our total business goals. Listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Rachel's insider tips on affiliate marketing and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business. Genie Goals are the performance marketing agency for ambitious e-commerce brands. Their dedicated and award-winning team has over 40 years experience within the affiliate industry, including actual brand and client-side experience, having operated as an affiliate and working at a network partner. Plus, they're founding members of the APMA, the Affiliate and Partner Marketing Association. Genie Goals have launched and managed programs for many e-commerce stores, including SMEs like Only Curls and powerhouses like Carl Lagerfeld. They're platform agnostic and take a full funnel approach to make sure they're proactively growing your sales. Want to understand more about affiliates but hate the jargon and don't know where to start? Well, you can grab your free copy of Genie Goals Affiliate Marketing for Beginners Guide now without even giving them your email address. Madness! Um, you can get it by going to keepopt.com forward slash genie goals, all one word. So G-E-N-I-E-G-O-A-L-S. That's keepopt.com forward slash genie goals for the perfect affiliate marketing for beginners guide. Okay, Rachel, so far we've gone deep into integrating affiliates into your marketing mix. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of affiliate marketing. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with affiliate marketing, which of course does include everything we've already been talking about. So Rachel, are you ready for these? Yep, I'm ready. (laughs) Okay, so let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? So in my opinion, if you are just looking affiliates or you're just looking at your digital marketing mix, I don't think affiliates is a good entry digital channel. So I think if you're at that stage of just thinking, I need to do, you know, I've just launched my brand or I need to do more in terms of my digital writing activity. I think there are other brands you should launch before affiliate marketing. I think you should launch your PPC activity, for example. I think you should do more of your meta accounts and then bring affiliates in at a later stage because I think it works better when you have a base of brand awareness out there and a base of activity to piggyback off. 
I think if you try and go in straight with affiliates as an entry channel or with kind of like a low level of traffic coming to your site or without established other digital channels in place, it'll be much harder to gain traction for you. It'll take a lot longer to get going and you might have to spend a lot more early doors to get there. So I'd definitely be thinking about it's a great channel, but I don't think it's a first channel for any brand. Oh, I love that advice. Thank you. And I totally agree with you too. Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? For me, it's that idea I kind of referenced a little bit on about before you do anything, take a little bit of a step back and a pause. I like the idea of kind of building a toolkit for affiliates and I'm not saying something that you're even going to email out to them but just defining for yourself what you can and can't do in the channel so I can offer a commission increase of x for example I can do voucher codes but only if they're for new customers only I can spend on tenancy but I've only got this amount type thing it's not to say that those things are set in stone and you can never deviate from them But when you start talking to affiliates and having conversations, these things are naturally going to come up. They're going to be like, oh, what's your commission rate? We operate on X or we need a code to be able to go live. And if you think about it up front and look at it and and set your criteria, it enables you to have more confident conversations with the affiliates. But it also enables you to set things that are actually going to work for you long term so you'll make a decision on a commission rate that's in line with your margins for example rather than maybe just mentioning a percentage and then later (laughs) going that didn't work for us at all and we gave far too much away I think it just gives you that confidence to start things with intention and to have productive conversations I love that advice and I think it applies to almost every angle of business when you're dealing with other humans rather than just technology so yeah definitely a tip for all of us you mentioned tenancy there I'm going to assume that that is when you pay for position on a website to get more traffic is that right yeah so it's typically fixed packages so you would pay a set amount of money to guarantee you in a homepage placement and newsletter for example so it's kind of guaranteed exposure packages got you okay and if someone listening wants to learn more is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend yeah so obviously genie girls lots of great content on their website but there are quite a lot of good resources as well around in the affiliate space so The Partnerships Experience Academy, PXA, by Impact is really good. It's a lot of free online courses. Some of them have like a kind of impact SaaS platform angle, but a lot of them are actually just general partnerships courses and it's completely free. So it's a really great resource and you can kind of say you're certified by it as well, which is always really nice. I also think as well, the APMA, the Affiliate Partner Marketing Association has just launched this year. It's still in its infancy, but over the next 12 months, they're going to be putting out lots of great content and we're a founding member of it, but there's also other founding members that are networks and publishers. So it's a really holistic view of the industry with a lot of people's opinions that's going to be putting out great content that thinks a little bit more holistically and the whole purpose of it is to kind of elevate the industry but also to help navigate some of these quite intricate conversations around things like tracking and stuff that I think all of us find sometimes difficult to digest in the affiliate world. Yeah, there's a lot of intricacy in affiliates, isn't there? So anything that can help you work your way through that. So I love those couple of recommendations. Thank you very much for those, Rachel. And finally, 
Crystal ball time. What's coming up in the next six to 12 months that we should be getting ready for? I think as across any marketing channel, there's a lot of conversations around tracking with things like iOS updates, cookie-less worlds come in and all that. And I think we can't ignore that in the affiliate space. It's based on tracking. A lot of the affiliate networks have done a lot of work already to build solutions that don't rely on third-party cookies that negate the need for those kind of like ad blockings and things like that. But there's still a big onus on brands to implement the tracking correctly and to understand what's being tracked. And I think that'll be a hot topic over the next 12 months with affiliates wanting more clarity on how things are being tracked to ensure fair rewards. And also networks having to navigate these conversations and make sure people update their tracking. Because I don't think brands don't want to do it but it's just a complex world sometimes and one more technical thing to kind of do so I, I definitely feel that will go on next year and will be something that we will continue to navigate and uh, hopefully get to the to the bottom of but, you know, <laughs> it's, it's tracking so you never know and I'm just hopeful that more people are going to turn to the affiliate channel I've started to have a lot of conversations with big brands that have even like got a program but not really looked at it. It feels like there is a move to wanting to know a bit more about their activity and wanting to make it work a bit harder. And that's something that's been coming in a lot over the last six months. So I'm hoping more conversations. I think you're right on that one. That's why we're opening the year up with it is it feels like it might be time for affiliate marketing. You know, they're like the, the shine has definitely gone off the meta ads. Google ads, oh, they, they hold a dear place in my heart. And they're still a good place for them, but they're not as shiny as they used to be. And I feel like the performance marketing budgets, TikTok's obviously coming in, but I think we need a, we've got a tried and tested solution waiting in the wings. And I think it, it might be its time on the stage this year. Before I take that metaphor any further, <laughs> um, Rachel, thank you so much for being a guest. It's been been fascinating chatting with you about all of this. And I hope we've hope your advice has really helped set our listeners up for success with their affiliate efforts this year. Before we say goodbye, though, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and Jeannie Goals? Yeah, of course. I just say it's been a pleasure talking to you. I love chatting about affiliates. <laughs> so you can find us at our website, www.geniegoals.co.uk, on our LinkedIn page, or you can also email us at hello at geniegoals.co.uk. There we go, guys. Rachel, thank you so much for being on the podcast and sharing so much insight with us. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. Great. Thank you, Chloe. So a lovely insight there from Rachel, who does so much across affiliates for all kinds of different brands. Her advice should really be written in stone. You definitely need to be paying attention to it. I think taking it as a process, not of let's add affiliates, but how do we make affiliates help us fit our goals or hit our goals rather is crucial to success. Really think it through in terms of platform selection whether you're going SaaS or network or something else how you're then making sure that you're structuring it so it's hitting your KPIs which part of the funnel you're going to be leaning into first and how you're also going to manage those relationships with the affiliates so you're not accidentally shooting yourself in the foot on day one by being rude to them or by letting them in and then kicking them out you've got to kind of think of it as a weird mix between google ads and networking and if you can do that and build those parts in and build those relationships you will find it works really really well for you 
You can get the links to all those things we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more at keepoptimizing.com or use our special direct episode short links. Just put keepopt.com forward slash the number of this episode into the URL bar and you'll go straight to the correct episode page. And when you get to the website, you can also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed it, then do check out our other affiliate episodes, which you can find the first one we've put live in this 2024 series by scrolling up your feed or... Actually, if you scroll back far enough, you'll find our other ones because they all start with the words affiliate marketing. Or if you want to find the full list on the website, go to keepopt.com forward slash affiliate. And please do tell your fellow marketers about the show and about the fact we're covering affiliate marketing because I really do think this is going to be one of those channels that those of you who do it well will look back at the end of 2024 and go, wow, I'm so glad we invested our time, effort and energy in making our affiliate programs work this year. We create this show to help as many of you as possible. So if you can all help us spread the word and get more people listening, then we can help more people. Have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Genie Goals are the performance marketing agency for ambitious e-commerce brands. Their dedicated and award-winning team has over 40 years' experience within the affiliate industry, including actual brand and client-side experience, having operated as an affiliate and working at a network partner. Plus, they're founding members of the APMA, the Affiliate and Partner Marketing Association. Genie Goals have launched and managed programs for many e-commerce stores, including SMEs like Only Curls and powerhouses like Carl Lagerfeld. They're platform agnostic and take a full funnel approach to make sure they're proactively growing your sales. Want to understand more about affiliates but hate the jargon and don't know where to start? Well, you can grab your free copy of Genie Goals Affiliate Marketing for Beginners guide now without even giving them your email address. Madness! Um, You can get it by going to keepopt.com forward slash genie goals, all one word. So G-E-N-I-E-G-O-A-L-S. That's keepopt.com forward slash genie goals for the perfect affiliate marketing for beginners guide.